Hey everybody, welcome into episode 26 of the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. On today's video game-focused episode, we're going to be going over EA, doing EA types of things. Um, we're going to cover the TH Nordic News. They bought a new IP, or an existing IP. Yeah, they still bought it. Um, and then... Um, yeah, we got Forza Horizon 4 news. So lots of lots of goodies to go to. And then I'll wrap it all up in a somewhat um, even package with a uh, announcement as far as the podcast schedule going, not forward, but it's going to be a little bit different um, starting not this upcoming week, but next week. So with all that said, I hope you guys enjoyed your work week as well. And uh, hopefully this brings in a nice little weekend. Uh, sorry if the energy is a little bit low. Just woke up from a nap. That's right. I know I'm officially fucking old when I look forward to naps. And it gives me enough energy to take on the day. So, um, yeah, I had a really rough night last night. I uh, went out for drinks with two of my older brothers. And uh, whew, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, today is probably when I woke up this morning. Today was probably the first day I felt old. Like, I've always made comments about that, you know. So you get older, you know, certain things, you know, maybe ache a little bit. And, you know, some certain fucking ankles start creaking. And you're just like, ah, fuck's wrong with me, you know. And today's the first day uh, after a couple drinks and beverages. I truly felt older. I uh, definitely do not have the recovery time that I once did in my younger years. So that's that's terrific and great. So coming to that realization is, um, yeah, you just, uh, just get a little more fucking depressed. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, took my little nippy nap so I can get to this to you guys. Um, so quick thing before we jump into it, I, uh, I had to go out from, for clothes today and you're like, how's this fucking relevant, dude? Like I got a couple minutes on the shitter to listen to this and you're giving me some fluff filler shit about your life. Like keep it moving, buddy. Well, you can listen for like five minutes. Won't kill you. So went out to go get clothes today, and I haven't been for a while. Usually, I do the Amazon thing, or you know, go to Costco and just you're in and out that type of deal. So I went to a Ross just because you know um, they're supposed to have good deals on brand brand named clothing. And uh, by the way, you want to buy some wireless headphones for twenty dollars? What a great deal! And all that shit. And that was a fucking mistake. So it. I go in there, and the only reason I, I think I go to Ross more than anything else instead of not a Goodwill because I'm a cheap bastard is, you know, I just don't want to smell the desperation and smell the defeat because that's what it is when you go to a Goodwill. Let's, let's, let's be honest. You walk in, and it just smells – it reeks of just people's dead dreams, really, and I just wasn't kind of in the mood for that experience. So Ross, it just smells a little bit less desperate, but it's still still kind of there. Um so I go and try on some clothes, and holy shit, I don't know if Ross has, like, I want to be in that meeting when they sent that email and they switched up their security tactics for the fitting room. Fuck, that was uncomfortable, man. I tell you, I go fucking get my clothes. Uh, you know, the lady was was fine, and I put it on the, um, like, she's like, yeah, put your clothes on this rack here, and then she counts them, gives you, a, like, a card with a number, you know, it's fine. That's extraordinary. But then she's, like, asking me, like, 21 questions, man. Like, it was just fucking odd. It was really bizarre, it felt like. And she's, like, watching me because I had quite a bit of clothes. And I think maybe this is what turned me off most was, like, I'm struggling, 
like a freaking old person. Just like, I can't lift the clothes. Like they're falling. The hangers are like hitting me in the face. Glasses are crooked to the side. And she's just watching me struggle as I try to put these clothes on the fucking rack so she can count them. And it's like this, this is really exposed. It's right there in the middle in front of the fitting room. So every fucking perv is just like walking by looking at your clothes of what you're getting. Judging like that is not going to fit him. Who is he lying to? He is must be himself because he is not going to fit into that medium-sized slim fit of a dress shirt. Must be nice to be a dreamer still. Like that kind of attitude. So, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was interesting. And then I go in, do the thing or whatever. Place smells like urine. So, that was an interesting um, incense that they put into the store. So, I get done to the fitting and stuff. And then I got to bring it all out, which which is fine. And, uh, yeah, just uh, the same thing. I got to put the clothes back on. And it's like, lady what the fuck is happening are that many people stealing shit stealing clothes that you have to make it feel uncomfortable and awkward as if i'm going through a tsa line are you trying to tell me that if one and or two people steal a handful of clothing somehow some way that boom all of a sudden this is going to kill ross's stock like you cannot offer these amazing quality deals that you offer because of that issue. Not to mention, there's a security tag on fucking everything. So you're trying to tell me someone's sneaking in with some kind of security tag removal device in the flipping fitting room? Like, it's it's not. You know, like, let, let's keep it moving. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? So, yeah, that's my, that's my little rant for that. It was just very fucking uncomfortable and weird. And on the plus side, you'd get some nice pants, though. So, yeah, I'll take that. Um, and then, oh, we went to Target real quick before I forget. Went to Target. And, I mean, Target is stepping their game up with their graphic tees, I tell you. Like, I'm sitting there, they had a, they had one shirt I really wanted to get, and the wife gave me the thumbs down. Um, wanted to, they had a cool NSYNC t-shirt that I really wanted. Would have looked good on me, the whole fucking band. And it's not that I'm an NSYNC fan or anything, I just thought I'd wear it like a millennial moronically and have a blonde-haired Justin Timberlake on my, you know, resting between my chesticles. But, anyways, that's not why you called. Or why you listen, I should say. So, let's get into some video game stuff. And, oh, it's a doozy. Uh, for those that may not be in the know, Belgium. Don't know much about that country. But what I can tell you that I do know is that they have officially outlawed, and this was, I think, a couple months ago, any and all loot boxes um, from video games. So, people like Activision and Blizzard, like Overwatch as an example, they pulled all their loot boxes. Um, the 2K with all their NBA 2k whatever games they pulled that stuff so everyone's like dude this sucks but we're pulling them they passed the law we're good to go ea is over there and they're like uh well the thing is we don't want to do that so ea has refused to pull all microtransactions for all their games within belgium so belgium government knows this they are like okay well we're gonna kind of go down the road of prosecuting you and going after you because you are breaking the law and so ea is like well we're gonna take you all to court so literally ea is suing a country and its government so they could keep their loot box scam in play so kind of my my idea or my take on it if that's what you want to call it is this just reeks of that ea desperation where they're that guy that they're like that old king you would read about in like medieval times that you know they're at the gates the crowd the townspeople they got their pitchforks in one hand you know they got their fucking whatever fire bullshit lanterns in the other 
and you are trying so hard like people are at the gates they're breaking it down and you just refuse to fucking get out the back while you still can while you have this grace period to kind of just humble up swallow your pride get the fuck out of dodge and then regroup kind of thing EA's like no fuck that shit we are so in the right this is this is not loot this is not gambling in any way shape or form we're not manipulating or molesting kids in any way from a emotional and a psychological level that is nope we are not doing that these are great wholesome games with great wholesome um, mechanics that you know this is great if you want that full experience just keep uh, you know in a digital way keep hitting that button and keep the wheel spinning on the gambling front. So it just goes to show you that with me reading between the lines and me putting on my Alex Jones hat, this just shows me how truly desperate they are, that they are willing to do this and they are going to go down kicking and screaming as much as they can. They've done a really good job with lobbyists and there are certain influences that they have with like the ESRB rating committee, which is a total fucking joke, by the way. Like, look into that whole thing. Um, where they've been able to keep loot boxes in, in check almost and keep it there when it comes to like here in the US, right? But when you have another country like Belgium that comes out and it's like, oh no, we're outlawing it. I don't know if at the end of the day I was trying to search it and I didn't find any info on it. I don't know how much EA makes from loot boxes per se in the country of Belgium for their games. That I have no idea. I assume FIFA does well there, but I don't know if like they took away those loot boxes from their games in the Belgium district, how much money they're actually going to lose. I don't think it's going to be that much. However, I think EA is smart enough to know that this is the ball just rolling down the hill and getting bigger and bigger and bigger if we don't stop it now because now there's precedent where other countries can do it and we didn't put up a fight about it so why would we now and it just could be a huge snowball type of effect for them because these guys are truly fucking desperate EA's on the brink I, I feel safe to say EA I think, say for example, something were to occur and loot boxes were outlawed across the board, okay? In every country or every major country, you know, not just the U.S. EA would go so fast from making, being probably a, what, a billion dollar company to literally being bankrupt overnight because people would just sell the shit out of their stock. And the reason I say that is because, again, look at it, and I probably have brought this up before in the podcast, EA has no fucking IPs. They have nothing original. Everything they make, like a battlefield, is mirrored in these loot boxes. And now they're trying to go a different tact in the U.S., which is smart by them. Them and a lot of other publishers are trying to get ahead of it in the U.S. by saying, okay, no more loot boxes. We're going to give you all this free DLC. The only microtransactions we're going to have is cosmetics. They're trying so hard to keep microtransactions and loot boxes separate when in actuality they're all under the same fucking umbrella. So by them being aggressive and switching up their game plan right off the bat and staying ahead of it, them and other people, it keeps certain lawmakers from having to step in and be the ones to regulate it because that's the last thing they fucking want and and or need. So it's just curious. I'm very curious to see how this kind of goes down because, again, like I said, they're suing the government. Belgium's like, all right, assholes, you want to play this game? Let's do it. 
good luck EA to you. Tip of the fucking hat if you're able to pull this miracle off. Because um, I don't think it's likely that you do. You're just preventing the inevitable of what's going to come and your company sinking and all that shit because you guys got your cash cow with Madden, you got your cash cow with FIFA, and that cash cow literally consists of the loot boxes or ultimate team bullshit that you do because you got fucking greedy. Making a couple billion dollars a year off of just the physical sales of FIFA and Madden is not enough for you. You need to be a couple hundred billion a year. And guess what? Greed's a bitch, motherfucker, all right? There's, Gordon Gekko ain't, like, he must be in their fucking office in their headquarters with fucking, what's his name? Is it Paul Wilson, the guy that runs EA? Like, fucking greed is good. And it's like, oh, really, motherfucker, because uh, you're going to fill this shit. So EA, never disappointing. And I think, uh, and... Also, to kind of piggyback on this, there was something I saw, too, the other day where the fucking douchebags at 2K, like, they came out and somebody even said one of their higher-ups had a conversation or an interview with somebody about how, yeah, loot boxes and microtransactions are here to stay, you know, like, they're a part of the industry. I think they even went ahead and were telling their fans like hey if you're a fan of you know 2k games and like nba 2k blah 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 make sure to write like your government agents and what have you and tell them why you need to have those in your life like fuck off are you fucking joking me you're doing that what the fuck is wrong with you like are you asking for no one to buy your shit like i mean if you're gonna do that tact the the hardcore people are the ones you're gonna lose so the vast majority of people that are like casuals that don't follow this stuff or don't know about it or uninformed about it, they're gonna. It's easy for them to say like, dude, I buy maybe two, three games a year top. So this really doesn't affect me. Um, hey, dipshit. Yes, it does. Because guess what? Those two to three games that are chances are that you're buying a year are riddled with this shit. I mean, literally, you pay sixty bucks to enter the casino. That's what it is. Think about that. You pay sixty bucks to get into the club. If you're if the club, uh, the name of the club outside is Call of Duty, Black Ops, fucking whatever ten or whatever bullshit they're on, you're literally paying sixty dollars plus tax to fucking get into the club. And drinks ain't free, yo. AKA the gameplay ain't free. So keep that in fucking mind. So it's just a matter of very curious how this kind of sorts itself out. I don't think it's gonna end well for EA, but hey, I've been known to be wrong from time to time. We shall see. Um, but I think on this one, yeah, EA, I'm not a betting man, but I would definitely put money on, uh, this is not going to end well for them as a company over the next five to 10 years, unless they drastically switch and shift their, their, their ethics and their mindset of what it comes to when it comes, or when it comes to making video games and what have you. So, um, with that said, moving on to our next topic of the day, THQ Nordic. So they bought the IP for, um, what the hell it's something ah fuck what was the name like kingdom of amaral or some shit like that reckoning it's the studio or it's the ip that was made by fucking uh kurt schilling that freaking crazy fuck in his bloody sock um after you got done with baseball you opened 38 studios in freaking jersey and then he got like todd mcfarlane on board and a couple other really talented people and they created this game and it obviously did not work out there was a well there's a lot of mismanagement in that studio of the talent and a lot of other things that occurred behind the scenes so they went under so thq nordic came out and they bought the ip the rights for it so i I, last i heard thq went fucking under 
I did not know they're still survived in the form of TH Nordic. So I did some research on that and it was like, fuck man, mind blown. Holy crap. So they kind of moved up recently and they uh, started publishing certain Microsoft Xbox one exclusive titles via steam on the PC. Like, um, what was it? I think they brought like Forzan or something like that, and then Quantum Break came in, so they're publishing that stuff. Uh, Recore was another one recently they did, so they've been buying up IP. So like they bought up the Time Slitters IP, which was super popular back in the day, great following. Um, they also have a couple other little companies that they do own, like developers that make some game called Biomutant. I mean, it looks pretty legit. It was like some kind of fucking rack, like it was like a poor man's uh, rocket raccoons, which is pretty legit looking. So. They come in, they got the freaking IP for that, and I remember playing this game when it first came out on the 360, and honestly, I cannot remember anything about it. Seeing everyone talk about it, they made it sound like the greatest fucking game I never played, and that could have been it. I remember playing it, I just don't remember anything about it. So, we'll see what that is. So, I'm curious to see, now that they have it, if they're going to do... I'm pretty sure what they're going to do is they're just going to do a remaster of it. Like, hey, now it's 1080p fucking graphics. You know, here you go. Give us 30 bucks for it or 40 bucks and you can play this remastered of this classic RPG game you never played. Because I'm looking at it. They did the same shit with Darksiders. Um, They own this team or they own that IP or a team that does. And they remastered the first two of them. And then they made the second Darksiders through, I think, through a Kickstarter campaign, if I remember incorrectly. So I'm sure they'll release that shit. And either way, it's a win-win for them because it's going to cost them hardly anything to do a remaster. So if it does come out and sells really well, then they can greenlight um, like a half-assed, you know, or I shouldn't say half-assed, a very tightly budgeted sequel to it. And if it doesn't sell well, they can just tell their audience, like the hardcore fans that that IP does have. They can just say, hey, we did the remaster for people, and it just didn't work out. Like, people didn't buy it. So, uh, it would be bad business for us to do a full-fledged sequel on it and all this other crap. So, I just mostly brought this up for the fact of, A, I get to mention Kurt Schilling and his crazy red bloody sock. And I bet you 20 bucks he did that shit. I bet you fucking Kurt Schilling, during development of that game, he walked around with that fucking bloody red sock on that he was wearing during the Boston Red Sox playoff game. Uh, that dude, that guy is fucking amazing, man. Um, if you want to laugh, look up that uh, steroid hearing where he's there with like fucking Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I know this is not a sports podcast, but look it up. It's always really funny. My favorite Sammy Sosa when he goes and everything's going great and then they start asking him questions if he took steroids and all of a sudden Sammy Sosa can't speak English. That shit was hilarious, by the way. And then Rafael Palmero pointing his finger. I did not take steroids. And then I think like a month later he got popped for him. So that's anyways, there you go. Let's get off track there. But yeah, it's funny shit. You should look that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. It just seems like that's kind of been THQ Nordic thing. Cause they're buying up some IPs, man. Like some of these IPs that were like kind of popular or had some kind of like good fanfare 10, 15 years ago and all that. But, um, when I did look into, it, I did find out from one, I think it was, uh, I want to say not IG and they don't do any journalism. I want to say it was maybe Geek Tyrant I saw it on, if I remember correctly. That website, they went ahead and had it posted where EA, speaking of, they actually own the um, publishing rights of this Kingdom of Amalar Reckoning game. So I'm not sure how that's going to work with THQ and and doing a remaster and all that stuff. But sequel-wise, they should be okay. It should have no bearing. But anyways, however, 
Um, moving on to the next topic. I know you gotta love my rough transitions, y'all. Speaking of fucking amazing things happening in the video game landscape, we got a surprise drop today. That's right, people. If you are an Xbox owner, and it might be available on PC as well through the Xbox app, I'm pretty sure, you can actually download right now the Forza Horizon 4 demo. I have talked about this game a plenty since seeing it in action at fucking Microsoft's E3 showing. I have not played it yet. I have it all downloaded, ready to go. I'm jumping on with my other brother later tonight. We're going to give it a couple hours, see what we got in store. Um, cannot wait. This the fucking demo size was like almost 30 gigabytes, man. I like so everything I've seen on like the Xbox Reddit, which you know, take it for what it's worth. It can be kind of a a pious crowd, if you will, at times. Um, they've they've said nothing but great things about it. It just looks phenomenal. It plays great, and that's what I expect from a Forza game. I want to know how beefy this demo is because I saw one guy, and don't take this as as ice or ironclad. That's like, oh, the first quarter of the game is playable. So I don't know if that shit carries over, but. Either way, I, I cannot wait to fucking play that and then do some more Divinity 2 tonight because that game has been fucking amazing to play. Even the last, this past Saturday when we played, I got a little butthurt about it. But that's for the spotlight review. So um, that was me like winking. That wasn't me just having like a tick and just making random sounds, FYI. So with that said, um, yeah, really cool stuff. And then, yeah, I mean, lots of good shit coming out. Tomb Raider drops tonight at 9 o'clock, um, which I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode. I'm pretty confident I didn't, so I'll, I'll take a quick shit on Square Enix while we're here. So, last week, I'm trying to set up with everything that's coming down. I'm getting ready to leave town for a couple of weeks, right? And I'm not going to be within mic. Um, 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 the ability to record that kind of thing and upload for the podcast, right? But don't you worry, at the end of the episode, I got a little update for you. You know, you're not going to go too long without hearing my voice, I promise you. So I'm going through kind of doing my schedule for the podcast in terms of like, okay, what's coming out? What am I playing? What can I review? Like, and trying to logistically make it work, right? Okay, cool. So I'm sitting there looking into it and I've been, you know, doing Divinity. I just literally finished Spider-Man on PS4 um, about two hours ago. I cannot wait to get in that game. And I'll give you a quick tease. Spider-Man on PS4 is a good game. I have seen people talk about in their reviews about how they would they want to murder their children because it's so incredible. Take a deep breath, take a half step, a half step back. It's a good game. It is not the second coming of Jesus Christ, people. Like I hate to break it to people, like it it's really not. It is a game it is a game that we have, it is a type of game that we as gamers have played in that third person open world genre. We've played it, we've played this type of game for like the past, I don't know what, 10 years or something like that. It's just really well done and executed. They take everything we know in that type of genre and they borderline perfect it. And that's why it's so good. And Spider-Man's fucking awesome. So let's be honest here. Like, that's that's what it's all about. It's kind of like Batman Arkham games, right? They had their flaws. They were not perfect. Um, like, a lot of people love Arkham City. Eh. Like, I had, I had my issues with that game. And that's perfectly fine. But guess what? It's fucking Batman. And Batman's incredible. And he's moody and dark. And it's fun. And 
Spider-Man's completely the opposite, but it's still fun because it's fucking Spider-Man. So anyways, uh, back to the Tomb Raider rant real quick. So I'm setting up the fucking schedule. This is why I should probably have a script and notes because my ADHD shines through. However, I'm doing the Tomb Raider research, looking at the pre-order and stuff, because usually with these games, a lot of people are like, what? Don't fucking pre-order. It's like, listen, motherfucker, I get it, right? I get the whole argument against pre-ordering, but dude, when they motherfuckers are dropping 40 to 50 gig downloads because I do everything digital, I don't got time to wait at nine o'clock on the dot or the next morning when it officially releases to download and get it going on my hard drive. I don't got time for that shit. I got to have that shit planned ahead of time. So I'm looking into it and I'm like, oh, 60 bucks, you know, blah, blah, standard edition. Cool. Well, let me look at the, the other couple editions. They have like two or three other fucking editions that are going like a hundred plus bones. I'm like, holy fuck, man. And you know what the fuck they did? They sat there and like, hey, if you spend so much more money, you can get it three to four days earlier and play it early. And I'm just like, fuck you. Are you serious? That's, like, such a shitty thing to do. I am not a fan of that. Like, not a fan of this whole, like, give us extra money and all you're going to get is to play 20, like, 48 hours early. Like, if you want me to give you another 30 bucks for the game, I think the concept of paying you more money to get the game early is pretty fucking shitty. Because that tells me the game's done and now you're milking me for money. But say I, I'm going to give in to my asshole tendencies and just say, fuck it. Here's my money. I want to play it a couple days early fucking two days early for like an extra 30 plus bucks go fuck yourself i'm not doing that you better give me a fucking at least two weeks early assholes that shit's done and it's gold status already like you fucking cocks like ugh, fuck off so with that said i'm still gonna review tomb raider 3 can't wait for it heard a lot of a lot of good things about it so um can't wait to do that but um with that said guys i think yeah we're at 25 minutes or so mark here um, I think we're getting ready to wrap up as far as the PSA goes or the scheduling announcement I have. Uh, starting next week, you'll still get your regular two episodes of the Haven podcast and everything like that. But in two weeks' time, yeah, so not this upcoming Saturday. Yeah, 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 like uh, not this Monday, but next Monday. I think that's right. That's That sounds about right. Um, I will not be doing any more episodes of the Haven podcast. I know you're so distressed, but don't worry. Um, for the two, about two and a half weeks that I'm going to be gone, each one of those weeks, I will have my spotlight episodes automatically uploaded to this feed for Divinity, Original Sin 2, Spider-Man, and Tomb Raider 3 for you guys. And then, um, yeah, when I come back, we'll jump right into it. I think I'm going to, hopefully there's a lot of shit for me to get back to because I'm going to be without internet. So I know it's going to be that mad dash of just trying to get fucking info and information. And I'm going to have an email notification when I come back on my fucking email from Bethesda. And it's like, hey, dude, you were specially selected and chosen to partake in the Fallout 76 beta whatever bullshit part one. That's right. Only you and like 100 other people in the world got access. Hope you can join us. I'm like, fuck you. I missed it. You know, that that's that's kind of been my luck with this shit. But. Anyway, either way, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So we going to have great content for you guys. So when we do get back, um, yeah, it's probably going to be um, probably the third week of in October. Yeah, is when you're going to hear some new, fresher episodes of it. And that's going to be um, what I'm dubbing season two, tentatively, of the Haven podcast. Um, kind of been toying with this idea of seasons. I'm kind of excited about it. It's um, something a little bit 
different than I've kind of heard other people do, but it's exciting and it kind of gives me time to take a, a step back and just kind of breathe and analyze what the first season's been so far for me and what I want to improve. But I got some kind of cool ideas that I'm pretty stoked about implementing and doing for season two. So um, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And this is a good opportunity to kind of clear the head, take a step back and just analyze it and just be like, okay, how do we make the business plan a little bit better and become a better business for all you amazing, loyal listeners and customers. So anyways, with that said, guys, that's going to do it for me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and as always, I think cannot thank you guys enough uh, for listening. If you guys want to help the podcast grow or you want to be featured on it, links in the description below on how you can do those things. So yeah, have a great weekend, you guys. Um, and then make sure to tune in this upcoming Monday for the TV slash film focused episode because, oh, it's going to be a doozy. And I'll give you a little, little teaser. Is Henry Cavill done as Superman? I love how I do that tease. And probably when I get around to doing my notes or getting the info on it, it's going to be like all bullshit. It's going to be all fake news. So now this could be a... Uh... This could be really fucking embarrassing. So eh, we'll figure it out when we come to it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Take care. I will talk to you guys this upcoming, ah, this upcoming Monday. I think I had a stroke.